Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to be inspired. So many people have touched the lives of others, sometimes without even knowing it. Could you be one of those people? Welcome to Your Why with host, the CEO of Breakthrough SEO Marketing, Nalinia Varinas. Today, you'll hear some stories of people who have touched others in a positive way and show you how you can do the same. Now, here is Nalinia Varinas. Hello and welcome. It's so great having you with us today. I'm your host, Nalinia Varinas, and you are listening to Your Why. Connect with me on LinkedIn, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and view my website at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. With us today to talk about hope after incarceration is our distinguished guest, Chaplain Ivanka Farabi. I'm excited to introduce her to you. Chaplain Ivanka Farabi is a Chicago native and moved to Los Angeles to attend Mount St. Mary's College where she earned a BA degree in business administration with a management emphasis. After graduating, Ivanka, corporate and her corporate and entrepreneurial career has given her the opportunity to advise many business owners that range from C-suite level corporate executives to mom and pop small business owners in various industries for over 25 years. As an ordained prison chaplain, Ivanka's latest assignment as field director for Prison Fellowship Ministries sends her into the state and federal prisons of Los Angeles County and the Antelope Valley to provide educational resources to incarcerated men and women and their families. These spiritually centered programs provide practical resources as well as hope for a bright, more successful future. For more information on the Prison Fellowship, visit prisonfellowship.org. Welcome, Ivanka. It's so great to have you on the show this morning, and thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, you're you're very welcome. Our pleasure. Um, Could you just tell us, I I read a brief biography about your, your, um, your background, and can you just tell us a little bit more about a fellowship um, ministries? Sure. Um, my uh, background is um, it's sort of mixed. It's a, a business background. I've always worked in corporate America for many years, um, as well as uh, entrepreneurially. I was a business owner uh, for several years as well in the insurance industry. And this gave me a vast business experience, but... Um, one of the things that I found that um, I really desired, even in my business endeavors, is to help people on a one-on-one basis. I think it's what 
helped me in my business career. Then it eventually took me um, over the years um, in, uh, spiritually in my spiritual endeavors. And it really got me to look at um, what it is that would make me more fulfilled and more productive um, in our world today, as well as how I could help others do so. And it seems like a wide swing to go into um, the prisons, which there's a whole story uh, in between that, um, which is of a personal nature in that um, I had a brother who was incarcerated on and off for um, many years uh, because of an ongoing drug addiction that affected our family adversely as with many uh, people uh, in our country. And we weren't equipped. We didn't know how to deal with it. We didn't know um, uh, what to do, um, how to reach him uh, in a way uh, that would encourage him to change. We didn't understand addiction. Um, we didn't understand recidivism, um, which is the return back to prison uh, once you're released in terms of that time period. We were just a family that were in, was in crisis. Um, and um, my brother passed away about three years ago, and I had started doing some volunteer work uh, uh, for prison fellowship where reentry was concerned and began to use my business experience to network and pull together plans that would help people once they got out. Because one of the things that I saw was that even if someone did well in terms of, quote, unquote, um, become a model prisoner, when they released um, back out into society, there were very little resources and if there was not a network for these men and women um, to plug into to create uh, stability that they would go back into prison many times out of necessity because what many people don't understand is that when an inmate is released, they get $200 gate money is what they call it and a gray sweatsuit and that's it. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have a family... Um, if you don't have a place to go and live, you're effectively looking at homelessness immediately. Um, and with a felony in your background, you're looking at difficulty in finding employment, even if you desire employment. Um, so if you don't have a network to assist you with that, um, that's, that's another issue. And the third thing is if there is drugs involved at all, it makes it that much more challenging because now you have a drug addiction that is being revisited that will many times influence you and you'll end up back in prison within three months of release. So as you can imagine, this is a huge problem, not just for the inmate, not just for their families, but for our community. And... Um, with all of the early release initiatives that are taking place, there's AB 109 and, and, and Prop 47, and there's a lot of detail within that. But what it means to us as citizens is that there's going to be 700,000 inmates across this country that qualifies to release back into society. And it's already happening. So what 
can we do as a community? What can I do as an individual to assist with this process if I feel um, a passion to do so, which I believe uh, that that's been implanted in me to work um, along those things. So that um, is kind of how I got involved uh, with the work that I do today. Yes, oh, that. Um, you've gone right to a very sensitive topic, and um, and I'm, I'm really feeling the emotions here on my end as I speak mm-hmm. with you, listening to the personal experience that not only you went through, but your family and your brother, who um, seemed to he was he needed um, he needed help. So, how did you know? when to step in and, and um, be there for him? How did he let you know that he needed your help? Well, uh, my brother um, we was very young um, when drugs entered into um, our lives in terms of the effects of that in our family. And because my parents, they weren't drinkers, um, they, weren't, they, they didn't have the experience, and I was also a youth, um, mm-hmm. we didn't realize brother was in trouble until it was too late, uh, in a sense. He had started off mm-hmm. as a teen alcoholic, and mm-hmm. I don't know all of the, the science behind it, but from what I understand in talking to medical professionals is that it's much easier for um, a teen to become addicted to alcohol mm-hmm. or drug substance because they're not fully developed, and addiction takes place very quickly, and it appears that that's what happened with my brother. Mm-hmm. So, oh my uh, yes. So we didn't know until he was missing school. Until you know, there was a whole lot of things were transpiring, and he went to um, a youth jail um, for the first time at fourteen. And my mom didn't know what was going on, so mm-hmm. um, we weren't aware. And and the train kind of took off, um, and, and we just went chasing after it without the knowledge. Right, understood. All right, um, it's time for us to take a short break. You're listening to Your Why. I'm your host, Nolina Varinas. Stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and Powerful Conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. 
Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your best legal defense is the show that's here to answer your legal questions. Hosted by Lonnie McDowell, one of the top 100 California criminal defense trial attorneys, our program will answer your questions about the criminal justice system, even if you need to be anonymous. Lonnie demonstrates a firm understanding of the legal system, and his guests have experience in a number of facets of the law. Be prepared. Tune in. Your best legal defense airs Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at breakthroughseomarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at breakthroughseomarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Hello and welcome back. We're speaking with Chaplain Yvonne Farabi, and we were talking about her uh, personal experiences, the experiences that her family um, went through that helped shape her and increased her power and her ability to be able to be the anchor for her family. And her brother was in um, a young um, person's prison, and she, her family was in a mode where they had to deal with it and figure out how to help him. So, Ivanka, could you tell us a little bit more about what transpired and the growth and the developments that happened out of that experience? Um, a lot of it happened within me. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate. My brother, um, although he did not uh, completely overcome his challenges uh, where um, alcohol was concerned and drugs, he was mm-hmm. able to um, experience having a family of his uh, own uh, where he Mm -hmm. was able to have uh, a network of support that Mm -hmm. um, appreciated the life um, that he had. And sometimes we can be in a position where we have so much judgment. And I know this is, I'm speaking for myself. Mm -hmm. I judged my brother uh, very harshly because when you're going through the challenges that take place when someone um, is on drug or alcohol in your family, um, there's a lot of pain. Uh, so there was a lot um, that I did not, I missed out a lot uh, in terms of the positive parts of my brother because mm-hmm. that kind of got cut off. So what I realized after he passed away, one, it, it changed me because I began to open up and see what is it, what is it that um, I can do in my breath of experience, in my spirituality, that can mm-hmm. provide the hope and stability that people need to habilitate because prison within itself does not offer that. They mm-hmm. don't have tools really to offer it. They don't um, have the motivation to offer it. It's prison. So... Mm-hmm. 
what I tell the inmates on a regular basis. You have to find a, a resolve within yourself to plug into whatever resources that are here so that you can develop and grow and gain mm-hmm. your own hope um, and do what you can to connect with people who can provide that same support on the outside. And that's easier said than done. Their mm-hmm. resources are so limited, they don't have Internet access like we do, so they can't just look mm-hmm. at things on the Internet or connect with people um, because mm-hmm. they've cut off the society. So mm-hmm. one of the things I do um, in the ministry that I, I work in is we, mm-hmm. we cover uh, a few things. One, we mm-hmm. provide life skills programs inside the prison. So you're talking mm-hmm. about management. We have something called Jobs for Life. Um, we also uh, even have a force that we administer called SUMI. It's mm-hmm. the Urban Ministry Institute for inmates who desire to become ministers. And mm-hmm. some of the are enrolled in it. They get college credits for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but their ministry is actually behind bars. Some of these mm-hmm. men are motivated simply to become better people because um, many of them have life sentences and are not looking at early release. They're there. That's their life for the rest of their lives. So mm-hmm. their own desire is to contribute that portion of their lives in a positive mm-hmm. way for change. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. can see them transform and it's a process. So we mm-hmm. have those courses, but also on the outside of prison, I work with volunteers mm-hmm. to provide networks and connect mm-hmm. to organizations that already do job placement well as well, who do mm-hmm. um, anger management and other um, life skills, uh, life groups well. I network with them and I do what I can to plug um, what we call returning citizens. Once they've served their time, we no longer call them uh, inmates. We don't call them ex-cons, not within um, my department of my organization. They're called returning citizens. So when they mm-hmm. return back to society, we do what we can to plug them into a network that gives them an opportunity to have opportunity to work, uh, a mm-hmm. place to live, um, and various mm-hmm. other resources. And at that point, it's up to them to take advantage um, of that. And that's not an easy thing. We call it the second prison because once you have a felony and you serve time, society views you in a way that is not positive. So you have another mountain to climb. And mm-hmm. uh, people forget all about what you did. So you have mm-hmm. to have resolve to press past that and still do what you need to do, not only for yourselves, but for your families. Many of these mm-hmm. men and women have children who are mm-hmm. what we call the forgotten victims. They don't have their parents. The statistics for um, uh, children who have incarcerated parents are absolutely astounding. If, if you're Caucasian, you're looking at one in 50, I believe, children in this country have incarcerated parents, either one or two. If you're Hispanic, you have um, one in 20. Um, mm-hmm. Both parents or one parent are incarcerated. And if you're African-American, um, mm-hmm. you have one uh, in seven. And that is huge. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a community problem. So it's mm-hmm. not a family problem. It's not a personal problem. It's a community problem. So you have mm-hmm. this cycling um, of inmates who go in prison and then they come out and then they go back in and they come out and all of us are adversely affected by it. It's not personally mm-hmm. through crime. 
also through our tax dollars. Because as long as we're housing and we're taking care of inmates, we don't have money for roads, we don't have money for schools. There's so many things that um, this cyclone that just kind of happens because of the prison system being in play to the degree that it is, that we all lose country. So in America, that's not what we're about. We're a country of hope. We're a country that restores. We're a country that gives people chances and second chances. So mm-hmm. one of the things, as a, as a chaplain in my personal belief, even mm-hmm. as, as about my belief in the Bible, is just to remember those in prison because what you have done for the least of these, you have done for me, which is a Christian mm-hmm. belief in terms of Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. no matter what your belief is, this country um, has a belief that um, we can have hope and we can have a chance to have a brighter future. The good news mm-hmm. is, is I've seen many instances where people have changed their lives and have never gone back in. And I know mm-hmm. um, many have not had that opportunity because um, that's not your line of work. That's not what you do. Yeah. But it has been the most fulfilling thing to see someone say, I've had enough and I want to do better. And they fight and they do everything they can. And that's one that I want to make sure that I can lock elbows with in some way and place them in a place that gives them a chance. And that's uh, what I believe we do um, within, within this work. Right. Staggering statistics, uh, one in 50 for Caucasians, one in 20 for Hispanics, and one in 7 for Afro-Americans, um, yes. children having parents um, in one way or another in the, in the Either one um, or prison parents. system. Both yeah. parents in prison. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's um, hugely impactful. And the other piece of this that you were alluding to uh, was that there's uh, now a um, more frequent release of, of um, inmates who join the society and um, in increasing numbers, which um, really, it points to the importance of the work that you're doing, uh, helping these people become reintegrated and more productive in the community. Can you speak more about that, please? Yes, um, the details of the initiative, there's a lot of different um, complex mm-hmm. qualifications for it, but the net net of it is there are some mm-hmm. prisoners who even if they have life sentences and mm-hmm. never had an opportunity to be released back into the community because mm-hmm. of the length of time that they've been in in terms of what they've mm-hmm. served in their sentences, because mm-hmm. they've been on quote-unquote good behavior, why they've been in prison, and they've also done many things in prison in terms of taking advantage of the resources that are there. Like they've gone through mm-hmm. AA classes, they've gone through anger management classes, they've gone to college courses. They've done things over the years that have them fall under this umbrella that says, hey, you weren't getting out of prison, but now because of overcrowding, we're going to put you in this group, and now you're looking at having time shaved off your sentence so that we can release you back into the community. So... Mm-hmm. You're talking about, I have inmates who went in when they're 17, and they are now almost 50 years old, and all they know is incarceration. But now they're looking at potentially getting out in the next couple of years, or they've done 17 years. So as you can imagine, it's a different world 
um, out here. Some of these yeah. guys have been in prison for so long, they have no family on the outside. I have, I have one inmate I'm thinking about right now, his entire family has passed away since he's been in. So if he is going to be released early, not only does he not have a place to live, he doesn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Because when people are incarcerated, they're forgotten. Even the family who loves about them, eventually many of them stop coming around. They stop visiting. And it's not mm-hmm. easy to visit. Sometimes these prisoners are a couple of two and three hours from where they live. And if you are particularly a family that don't have a lot of resources, you don't have a lot of money, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. difficult to go and even visit the family members. So these, um, because of these early initiatives, these men are being and women are being released. And if there is not a place for them to land and to plug in, um, we all have a challenge to face. Yes, yes. Um, and we'll, we'll pick it up um, after our break. It's time for us to take another short break. You listen to your why. I'm your host, Melania Varinas. Stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show, Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. No matter what your current situation is, you have a unique story to your life. It's a dynamically changing story that requires constant adjustments to lifestyle and environment. That includes your home. As you continue to enhance your living space, you are also making overall improvements to increase the value of your home. Join Laura Minniff each Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time for dynamic insights for your home environment on the Voice America Variety Channel. And start living now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at breakthroughseomarketing.com. That's N E L 
I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to your why. Welcome back. And we have with us today Chaplain Ivanka Farabee. And I'm very honored to have her on our show to talk about hope after incarceration. Um, Chaplain Ivanka, um, would you? There are, you have dealt with now many, many, many individuals. And are there any of them that you'd like to share their story with us today that stick out in your mind as exemplary of the kind of work that you do and some of the outcomes that have come out of that work? Yes, actually, um, there is an organization that um, I have networked with and I connect with, and uh, it's called Second Call, and the founder is uh, Skip Townsend here in the Los Angeles area, and they have done such a phenomenal work. One of the philosophies that I have is I don't reinvent wheels, so if someone is doing something well, um, I don't start from scratch. That's just uh, what I uh, do, I try to be resourceful uh, where I can. And with this organization, they have, um, one, is founded by uh, what we call uh, ex-convicts, it's ex-felons, but they have rehabilitated and done amazing things in the community. They're gang interventionists. Um, they're mm-hmm. also, um, uh, they, they are a network that employs felons. They do anger management courses. They uh, do domestic violence courses, but because of their own personal uh, testimonies and their own personal um, advances, uh, they have become business owners. They have um, become landlords. It's, it's amazing what these men have done, but what they do, they have a life skills course, and people who are coming out of prison or um, if uh, they deal a lot, too, with kind of directionless young adults. You see these 20-somethings that kind of don't know what to do with their lives, but they're not being productive. They're not working. They're kind of hanging out on the corner. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they, they have a gift and a patience for taking these men and women in and working with them and building them up and, and, and plugging them into uh, their ne- network where they can actually become employed. They do a lot with mm-hmm. contractors. So mm-hmm. I have personally witnessed many um, men who have been in prison for 14, 15, 25 years come out mm-hmm. and join the electrician's union, join the plumbing mm-hmm. union, um, mm-hmm. have a work ethic that is just unbelievable. They're able to make very good livings and take care of their family. And the pride that they have that they are able to not just integrate into society, but into their families and make their families proud, many times for the mm-hmm. first time in their lives. Mm-hmm. To witness that is something remarkable. And the record I think I've seen with this organization, I witnessed a man who had been in prison for 38 years. He mm-hmm. went in as a very young youth um, and was released through early release, and he just joined the electrician's union. Very proud of the work that these uh, people do. Um, and mm-hmm. that is what keeps me motivated when mm-hmm. I'm on the inside and I'm encouraging inmates because they want to know, is it true that people will hire us? Is it true that mm-hmm. we really have opportunity? Is it true? Mm-hmm. Because they don't know. They live in a vacuum. 
So I'm able to effectively and, and um, tell them that, hey, it's not easy, but that opportunity is there for you. Mm-hmm. What is the name of this organization once again? It's called Second Call. Second Call. And mm-hmm. they have a website? Uh, I'm sure. It's, I think it's, uh, it might be secondcall.com. You can Google them. Mm-hmm. The founder is Skip Townsend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Great. Oh, and uh, that is amazing. The, um, can you walk us through the steps that this individual had to go through in order to transform himself to become, after 38 years and being incarcerated, and he had to turn his life around? Can you walk us through some yes. of the, the changes he went through as you saw them? Well, it, it's, it's funny because we say, because they do have to change their life around. And it's mm-hmm. really simple to say, but it is a process. It re- requires a renewed mind. That means your whole mindset and how you think has to be changed. And mm-hmm. um, you have to understand that um, these men and women have transferable skills. Um, they may have dealt drugs on the outside. A lot of them are very much entrepreneurial in nature. They're just a little bit too creative. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> that can, excuse me, that can streamline into something that is useful, even to mm-hmm. create their own opportunities when they get out. The best thing they can do if they have an entrepreneurial bone in their body is to start their own business mm-hmm. when they get out. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have to worry about their own background checks. They don't have to worry about being fired, but they're going mm-hmm. to have to um, have the tenacity um, to, uh, to learn how to be a business owner, which they can get those skills even on the inside. They have financial mm-hmm. classes in there. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things even we offer, um, you know, through our Jobs for Life courses that mm-hmm. will allow them to own up on their skills. But they have to be consistent. One of the things that I encourage when I'm inside uh, the state prison and the federal prison is that even though you're incarcerated, it is mm-hmm. the best opportunity right now you have, you can make this into something um, positive because this is the only time that you're going to have to completely focus on your change and on your transformation. They have Mm -hmm. jobs on the inside as well so they can get work skills. Mm -hmm. They have to take everything that they have in there. So Mm -hmm. um, that consistency is what's going to help them. Um, Mm -hmm. This counseling opportunity. Also, uh, the spiritual aspect can't be ignored either. The reason that mm-hmm. the wardens allow us to go into these prisons is not uh, just because um, you know we we offer uh, helpful skills. They appreciate um, the spiritual aspect because they see the changes on their yards. They have less violence when we're on the yards. They see the changes mm-hmm. in the men uh, when they connect to something that's beyond themselves. Um, and there's all different groups in prison. People have to find um, what works for them. We're uh, Christians, so uh, we prophesize Jesus Christ um, as the catalyst for the change. And um, that's what we minister inside the prisons. And the wardens are fine with that because they see um, the positive fruit that transpires from it. But people mm-hmm. have to be able to connect and ground to something that is uh, outside of themselves to help them um, renew their mm-hmm. mind and have a more positive mm-hmm. onset so that they don't um, desire to have the life that they had that got them there. 
Right, and that that is a tough transformation. We spoke earlier about uh, another individual with whom you had contact, who's um, he's second generation um, gang um, mm-hmm. member, and he couldn't go home because his whole family were involved yes. with gangs. Yes. So, um, can you tell us about his situation? His how yes. you were able to help him stay out of gangs once he was out well, and in, well, in society. So this, well, this, well, this particular person, he's actually he's looking to get out. He's not out yet, but mm-hmm. I'm constantly getting an education when I'm inside um, of the mm-hmm. prison. And one mm-hmm. of the things that um, he did, he defected from the gang. And when that happens inside of a prison, you do it formally with the prison. Mm-hmm. And they immediately move you from the yard mm-hmm. that you're on and they put you on a different yard because your right. life becomes immediately at risk. They know that you won't last throughout the month um, before right. uh, becoming um, uh, deceased. Somebody uh, will murder you. So um, they mm-hmm. move you to a different yard. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to this young man because his desire was to change, and he entered one of our classes. Mm-hmm. And he talked about his early release opportunity and the fact that he needed some place. He needed us to help him find a transitional home because he couldn't mm-hmm. go home. And mm-hmm. he couldn't go home. And one of the things he said, his mother called him soft. And, and she was very angry about his decision um, to leave the gang. And I said, your mom? I said, your, this is your mother? She calls you soft? And, and he looked at me because he could see even I have the, um, the privilege of being naive. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says, Ivanka, you have to realize my entire family is in a gang. My grandfather's in a gang. My mother and my father are in, in the gang. Everybody's in the gang. So when I left the gang, no one was happy about this. So mm-hmm. he has to do what's right for him, but that causes him to have to pull away from everyone and everything he knows. And it also puts his life in danger. So now there's a lot at stake for him. But for him it's worth mm-hmm. it because he's young and he wants a life that is better than the one that he has. So yeah. when he separates himself, although it's a challenge, it puts him in a position where now he can start to receive something that is more positive as opposed to that negative and that darkness just kind of coming in on him on a consistent basis. And so anything mm-hmm. that we can do, as long as he shows the consistency um, of change and, and trying to participate um, in doing what he's asked to do, we try to provide what limited resources we have to try to connect him so he can have a place to live that is not in a place that's unsafe for him. Mm-hmm. Right. My goodness, yeah. My goodness, that's a, that is amazing. And I'd like to speak more about that um, after we come back from break. And there's a, an emotional price that is paid, I, I'm hearing. And I just yeah. want to talk about how you personally um, deal with that And we'll talk more about that after we come back from break.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. This is Melania Varinas, and I'm speaking with Chaplain Yolanka Faraby. We, were, we left before the break um, on the topic of the emotional impact that it's having on all, all, everyone involved in this work, this very important work. And I wanted to give um, Chaplain Yolanka a chance also to relate the, uh, how people can get a hold of her and help her and her organizations that she's dealing with in their work. So uh, let's circle back and talk about <coughs> the emotional impact. So, um, um, Chuck, can you uh-huh. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, in terms of emotional impact, um, you mean in terms of myself personally, in terms of um, when you say emotional impact, Yes, I, um, there, this work is it's, it's important, it's powerful, and, and there's this compassion that yes. does come out. And um, I just wanted to find out what, but there's also this professionalism that you must maintain. So there's a, there's a, a, a balance that you must yes. maintain in order to keep yourself effective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you, you can't, pour out of an empty cup. (laughs) 
So uh, it's very important that people who are involved um, with assisting with other people with any kind of life improvement, life betterment, that you make sure that you're fulfilling your own cup. And for me, uh, that's Mm -hmm. spiritual. That's my personal relationship with Christ. That's um, the time Mm -hmm. that I spend with my family, with my friends. Mm -hmm. You have to keep a balance. And I also... Uh, do what I can not to carry these people because we um, with me on such a regular basis because um, you do become uh, emotionally invested because you want the improvement. But mm-hmm. um, you have to be able to release people, um, you know, and to let them do what it is that they need to do for themselves so that mm-hmm. that burden is not carried um, by you as yeah. an individual. So that's really, really important uh, for uh, the balance of this and making certain that you're able to turn uh, turn that channel off at a certain time at night um, and, and just focus uh, on yourself and your family um, and your own personal relationships and draw appropriate boundaries because these folks don't necessarily need you uh, to be a therapist or a counselor per se, although that's what some of us do in our capacity, I'm, I'm a minister, so um, that part is different. But even me, I have to keep uh, an appropriate boundary. They don't need me to be their mother or their father, mm-hmm. um, I, so I need to keep an appropriate boundary. So that's really important mm-hmm. that my own uh, emotional health is where it should be because my job mm-hmm. is to be there uh, for the men and women who are incarcerated and not the other mm-hmm. way around. Nice. So as long as I keep that perspective, um, I usually do pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pour out of an empty, you can't pour out of an empty cup. That's um, worth remembering. So must refill and keep the cup full. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, I like that very much. Um, and also, if people want to become involved in the work that they do, where can they? Uh, who do they contact, and where can they go to find out more information? And how to donate their time and money if Uh, they wish? Absolutely. Uh, Prison Fellowship is a nonprofit organization, and our survival is off of uh, donations. Um, So to learn more about it, um, you can go to prisonfellowship.org. It was started by Chuck Colson. Um, We all uh, knew him. He was legal counsel to President Nixon. Um, And he had a wonderful life change um, during his time in prison and afterwards, and he started uh, this organization in the 70s, and it's just really, um, I'm, I'm really proud to be affiliated with this organization. They do such great work as well um, as they're fiscally responsible and they're very forward-thinking uh, and committed uh, to the work that we do in veteran communities through the empowerment and the change of the inmates uh, that are incarcerated and remembering those who are incarcerated and their families. So you can go to prisonfellowship.org to learn more about the organization and to donate. Um, and if you want to reach me in the Los Angeles area um, or uh, from anywhere, um, actually, uh, you can reach me. I'll give you uh, my email. My name is mm-hmm. a little challenging, so I want to make sure that I spell it. Um, I can be reached at chaplainyvanka at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. So it's chaplain, C-H-A, he is in Paul. L-A-I-N, and Yvanka is spelled E is in Edward, U like umbrella, don't forget the U, V is in Victor, O-N-K-A, chaplain Yvanka at gmail.com. Perfect. 
Perfect. So you mentioned um, the prisonfellowship.org um, website, and I'm reading off of it that um, it, the beliefs are that it is a, has a restorative approach to prisoners, former prisoners, mm-hmm. and all those affected by crime and incarceration, making communities safer and healthier. Yes. Very important work. And how did you find these this organization? I'm just Wanting to know, you know, how did you... Yes. Um, it was actually through my uh, business networking efforts, uh, my secular mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, uh, when we network, we meet people from all different walks of life, different work. And I met a, a woman who was involved uh, on a full-time basis with this work, and she was a former uh, military um, officer. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Jess uh, seemed to be really on fire about the work that she was doing with the inmates, and it really intrigued me uh, because of my family experience. And when it comes to mm-hmm. dealing with the incarcerated, many of us don't get a vision, and so we deal with something personally in our families. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, just kind of the way it is sometimes. You know, many of us don't mm-hmm. wake up in the morning wanting to go and help anyone in a prison, and I find that this work is either for you or it's not for you. Um, but it was very intriguing, so I began to do volunteer uh, work on the ground, so to speak, to try to find resources to help um, the inmates have somewhere to plug into uh, when they were released because I understood from my own family what a challenge that this um, was. Mm-hmm. So in that uh, work, I had an opportunity to begin going inside of the prison, and that's where everything really clicked for me to make the transition Secularly, I, I recently closed my insurance agency, and I focus on this work full-time now. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go back um, to uh, private industry at some point, probably um, through some nonprofit efforts or endeavors. But right mm-hmm. now in the season of my life, I'm completely mm-hmm. committed uh, to this uh, particular work. And it's something that I feel an inward leading or inward witness, as we say, as that this is where mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be and this is where I can be the most effective. Right. So we're nearing the end of the program, and I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners what it is that you'd like for them to take away from our broadcast today. One of the main things I would just like people to um, understand uh, or to take away uh, from what um, I'm saying is that um, when it comes to the incarcerated, I personally understand uh, the pain or the personal feelings um, that people may have uh, towards this population. But understand that there is hope uh, and there is uh, an avenue and there are avenues for, uh, uh, that provide the catalyst for change to take place. And we should encourage um, at every avenue for that to occur. Uh, because it's a community problem. It's a problem for a country. It's not just the individual problem for the families or the people who are incarcerated. It's everyone's problem. It affects every single one of us in this country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, very important message indeed. And I um, want to applaud you and recognize you for the work that you are doing. I've known you for a few years now, and you never cease to amaze me. <laughs> um, in, in your professional life, I, um, I met Chaplain Ivanka back when she was um, um, taking care of people, making sure that their insurance was up to date, 
on their properties and and she's always very conscientious and it, she didn't hesitate to travel if she had to to meet her clients. That is the type of person that she is. She does extend herself to serve. And uh, thank you very much, Chaplain Yavanka, for being on the program today. You have enriched our lives and helped us realize that there is so much work that needs to be done. And if there's any way that we can help support what you do in helping our community and society at large, um, please do let me know. I would like to become involved. Thank you so much, and I so appreciate the opportunity to come and share today. Um, It's just been a real blessing for me, and um, just may God bless you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So for me, every show is meaningful because people matter. And when individuals go out of their way to help someone else, I think we should take notice and learn. Thank you again, Chaplain Ivanka, for sharing your very important work with us. And do please keep us updated. And to the audience out there, share this show with your LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter communities. Tune in again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. I'm your host, Nolina Varinas. Until next time, be great. Thank you for joining us this week. Listen for another edition of Your Why with Nalina Varinas next week. We're here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go start the next chapter of your legacy. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. 